Hey, welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you could use in your M&A projects. And so let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. Hey, Toby, how are you? Good, good, Robert. Hi, how are you going there down in Melbourne? We are good. It's uh, God knows how many days now, almost 30, I think, since... What, uh, coronavirus free, eh? Yeah. Yep. Uh, And uh, I think yesterday we actually passed the official measured deadline for eradication like gone that's extraordinary it it is amazing in this country overall that we really when you read about all the cases overseas that uh, in europe the united states but it's it's not here we don't have it and i don't know whether a natural going to come up again or whether they're going to get another outbreak but look it's great i mean insofar as it's not something that's really front of mind all the time when we're walking the streets I mean, we had a conversation earlier about today's podcast, hmm. and I'm going to give you a great segue into it because with okay. the corona, with the coronavirus, yeah, what we did was we put certain restrictions in place, yeah, and we made the general public responsible, yeah, for putting those restrictions into play, hmm. right? but we also held people accountable, yep, for that. Right, and there were implications if you did not hold yourself mm. accountable for those things. Yeah, and that's see, how's that for a segue into your topic today? <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, yes, yeah, so, well, I suppose, Robert, it's an interesting one. This topic, by the way, is about uh, accountability. In actual fact, to give it a bit of an extra spin, activist accountability. And I uh, know, no, Robert, we we've done so many podcasts now. We talk around the topic of M and A in many ways, so we often touch upon that notion of leadership, yeah, because it's a recurring theme as always. But it's the accountability part of leadership that I'd like to chat with you today. And and I suppose, Robert, and I, I'm interested in what you, you've experienced. But look, I've worked on dozens of M and A deals, and a lot of them go well. And some of them actually go incredibly well. And when I ask myself, well, what is it about them that went incredibly well? It always comes down to the team, how we work together well as a team, and that idea of team effectiveness. And I ask myself, what is it sometimes about that teams where we work so well together and sometimes not? And I wonder whether you've experienced that yourself in in the acquisitions, in the divestitures you've worked on. Why is it that some teams perform so well? Well, and, and there's no one single answer, is there? There isn't. You know, it's a, it's a multitude of things. But I'm thinking back to a couple of teams that I've had the uh, pleasure of being part of across my career, and I'd have to say that one of the key one of the key factors was leadership. Yes. If I look back, the leaders, the people that were directing and motivating those teams Hmm. lived by a set of values. And I'm just going to pick a simple one. I mean, I know we're going to talk about responsibility and accountability. Hmm. This particular executive would make you responsible for something, delivering a project, whatever, an acquisition or something like that. But then you were accountable for the outcome of that mm. acquisition. And that was a measurable outcome. Yeah. But there was two things about it. One was that 
when you got that accountability, when you were asked to take accountability for that, mm. it, it came with absolute clarity. Yeah. It was easy to understand. You knew exactly what it was you were supposed to be accountable for. Mm. Second thing, it was always realistic. Mm. Now, that, that doesn't mean to say it was easy, mm. but it was realistic. And the third most important thing from my point of view was that executive always had your back. And if there was any part of what you were trying to do that you thought you needed extra help with or whatever, he was always there to listen. Yeah, no, very good. Right? And it, and that was consistent across everybody in the team. Mm-hmm. So there was there was absolute clarity about what the team had to do. There was absolute clarity about what each individual in the team was responsible mm. for and accountable for. But it was done in a manner where there was complete clarity of the way that that was communicated to the team and mm. the way the team was supported by the executive. Mm. Mm. And and that created the right atmosphere for the team. The team actually excelled in that environment. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. You know, well, um, it, it's certainly an interesting topic, Robert, and it's given me a lot to think about over the past uh, couple of decades. But also, if I can just share a sort of like a, a bit of a personal story here, it's going to be about 23, maybe 24 years ago now. God, is that time along a long time so ago? So you, you were seven then? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah I was seven, when I was seven years of age, I did an MBA. I know, I was, I was, I was very talented. Um, child, yes, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was seven years of age, I was doing an MBA. And uh, one of the topics I studied was was uh, existentialism. Now, you find what's existentialism got to do with management? I I had one of those, but I switched to Mercedes. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Good on you, Robert. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no. (laughs) It's all right. I studied existentialism, and I had to be honest, you know, people often say that philosophy, where does it get you? But when I studied existentialism, it actually really is about how to live or living a, a full and meaningful life. It's kind of like the the beginning of the whole self-help movement that we have so much written about. But it really comes back down to those key, those core existential ideas. And one of them is that notion of accountability. And it's fascinating in a way that how it's explained in an existential perspective, because accountability is a very deep, introspective, uncompromising way of thinking about what responsibility really is. It really means you're literally responsible for everything you say and do. You cannot blame other things or outside of that. It is you and you create your environment, you create your own choices, you create your own future. Yes, correct. And it's a very deep, uncompromising way of looking at it. Now, it sounds like Oh my God, you know, is it really that sort of like that? But in an odd way, it's actually quite life affirming. It's really saying that, look, guys, everything stops with you. You cannot shirk away or whatever the, the things that you are responsible for. You really are responsible for everything that happens around you. And you cannot just be portray yourself as a victim. You basically create the environment you live in. Very tough minded sort of way of looking at things. To a degree, but. 
it's also an effective way of mm. looking at things because yeah there's this cause and effect in life and the actions we take lead to the outcomes that we experience it is it is indeed i i think the the thing about this uh, robert is that we tend to psychologically speaking want to flee responsibility it's not something that we like to take on rather it's sometimes more comfortable to not take it on so that's the inner fight that we sometimes have that uh, is that we sometimes don't want to step up to being accountable it's sometimes easier not to be yes yep that's true uh, but coming back to your point about MA or teams mm. that that's exactly the point i was making earlier mm. is that that leader that i'm talking about would have started out with uh, i don't know let's say 50 people that he could choose from mm. to, to put a team together and he may have had conversations with some of those people and they'd say oh i'm not so sure i want to do that and then yeah. you know that sounds too hard and the, yeah okay they would be given one opportunity mm. and if they responded like that it was like okay fine Exactly. exactly. Uh, and he ended up with a team of people that agreed to be held accountable for what they were doing. Mm. But I, I'm still going back to that point that we all agreed to to some pretty tough deadlines and some big asks. But we did it as a team and we did it with the full knowledge that the executives that, that we reported to were wholly supportive of what we were trying to do. Yep. And, it, and in fact even to the point that this one particular executive I've got in mind mm. would allow you to spread your wings. He would allow you to take accountability. In fact, let me tell you a very, very fast story. Mm. Every quarter we had a, a, a senior leadership meeting and this particular executive always chaired it. Mm. And I walked in one quarter and instead of this person being sitting at the end of the boardroom table like he normally was, he was sitting two thirds down. And I said, oh, you've chosen a different seat. And basically he turned around and said, yes, Robert, that's because you're sitting there now. <laughs> yeah. right? And he decided that I was going to chair the senior leadership meeting. And I said, okay, I could do that. I can chair a meeting. How mm. do you want me to bring you in? Mm when we need decisions making and he said you don't you'll make them <laughs> <laughs> and i said okay so what if i make the wrong decisions and he just looked at me he said then you'll be accountable for it indeed indeed right? yes and what he was doing was he was dropping me outside my comfort zone he was putting me into a slot that I would not normally be in, and he was testing me out. <laughs> right. But but that's a, that's a great thing, Robert, because what he was doing, he, he was doing something very affirmative. Yes. And in, in you doing that, it is actually affirming. It's life affirmative. In a way, accountability often is actually going a little bit out of our comfort zone. But when you do it and you've done it, it becomes something which you have a sense of accomplishment about, but it is about part of living and life. In other words, it, it, it is very much a very clear affirmation. I'll, I'll just finish that story because there yeah. was a couple of very serious uh, decisions had to be taken during yeah. the meeting. Yeah. And it came down to me. And <laughs> so I made a call and they got recorded and the meeting finished. And as soon as it was over, I went straight into his office and I said, 
those two decisions that were made, were they okay? Mm. And he said, well, they're not, the, they're not the decisions I would have made. And I said, oh, my God, now what? Mm. And he, he just turned around and he said, we as a leadership team made a decision. Mm. We, we agreed to take your course of action. And yes, you're accountable for it, but we all took part in that decision and carried it forward. Yeah. And if anybody on that team had decided that that wasn't a good idea, you would have had robust conversation about it and so on. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to fast forward quite a number of years. I'd left that particular company. I was with a client at one time, walked into a room, supposedly for a one-on-one -on -one meeting with one of the senior execs. And he dropped on me the fact that, oh, no, no, this is with the entire leadership team. Mm. And I was suddenly back in that boardroom for that quarterly leadership meeting. And I was completely at comfort because I thought I've been here before. I know how to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Right? Very good. And I took responsibility for managing that leadership meeting with that client. And I took accountability for the outcomes. And that particular individual I'm talking about had long retired and I rang him afterwards and I said, you probably didn't realize, I said, but for three hours yesterday, you were sitting on my shoulder. And yeah. I, I told him the story and he said, and he said, well, he said, I'm very humble, Mr. Heaton. He said, but I didn't do anything. He said, I just unleashed your ability to do what you did. Yep. Yep. Uh, you didn't need me there, but I'm humbled that I in some way helped. <laughs> and yeah. It's true, but it comes back to when you're accountable or responsible for something, you've got to at least feel comfortable to a degree mm. that, that you're capable of what you're doing and that you can achieve the outcomes and that you've got support for, for, for doing sure. Yep. yep. I mean, no, sense? no, I do. I agree. I agree. It, it's funny. I, I'm sure it, it maybe if I just rattle through four things about accountability and see, see, see which ones that resonate and going back to your story, actually, Robert, because I had a bit of a think about this and to say, well, what are the four things about accountability? Yeah. I'll say one, and that is that accountability is personal. When we talk about accountability and responsibility, what we're really saying is, is accountability is that part of responsibility that can't be shared. It is personal. Yeah. It, it is deep or personal, but also it's a, it, it is actually about pain. There's a certain pain that you feel because it's actually being open and honest about the painful realities of having to make decisions and and going forward. And it, it requires a certain amount of courage. But nonetheless, passing through that is a foundation for success and a prerequisite for happiness. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. The, the other thing about uh, accountability, it is, it is positive. It's a very positive thing. And that, that's really, so people think, oh, it's a negative thing, but no, no, no. no accountability no. is a very, very uplifting way of, of <clears throat> looking at work and the things you do because it creates that sense of ownership which is powerful, invigorating, but also meaningful in terms of the work you do. And when people have, like I felt when I have more in control, I have a greater sense of purpose in the work I do. Yep. And 
because of that, it gives me a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in the work I do. Yep, no, I agree. And while you were just saying that, I was thinking, okay, can I think of a negative accountability? I can't. Hmm. Accountability is a positive outcome. It's it, you know, it is. Uh, it's the only way to look at it. Yeah, it, there, there's an emotional side to it as well, and I, I you know, just it's go into this a bit more. I, I think accountability is liberating, and I think yes. this comes down to your team, which you were just talking about, Robert. That's where it's implicitly understood, expected, and practiced. This notion of accountability, and there's a sort of a sense of mutual trust. Yeah. Um, respect and dignity. And so you're in an environment where it's comfortable because there's no pressure to hide from mistakes. Because one of the problems about accountability and doing things is that you think, oh, well, I'm going to make a mistake. Oh, my God, there's a mistake I'm going to make. But that's your fact. It's actually being open and honest to say that, yes, mistakes are quite okay. You can yes. make mistakes. and You don't have to hide from it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And by the way, just going back to your positive and the, yeah. the fact that accountability is liberating. Mm. So that particular executive, he, he, mm. he basically instilled his values into me and plenty of other people. Mm. Um, and I carried them forward with my management experience. And one mm. of the things I still do is whenever I've got a team, I set tasks and responsibilities and accountability with a team mm. in such a way that every team member, at least twice a year, can quietly sit at their desk and just basically go, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the, the something they've achieved that they've been accountable for, that they're yes. proud of, and it's a mark that they can add to their resume. Yes, indeed, indeed, yes. You know, and, and as leaders, we've got a responsibility for spreading that accountability around and letting people feel the liberation of achieving things and giving them support to do so. I, I think so. It's interesting you say that because M&A is so much a kind of a big exercise and it's a real opportunity for people in the team to have those resume moments. In other words, be able to say, well, here's something that I've done, which is going to make a fundamental difference to the organization I work with. Yep. And I've been given accountability to effectively, you know, deliver serious and real change here and therefore add that to that great sense of accomplishment whereby it's a clear career change in other words it's an opportunity to put something on the resume which actually potentially puts their future their whole career in a whole new direction yeah and of course one of the topics i think you mentioned was it's, it can also be a vulnerability yeah it is and, and i think that's the vulnerability side is to say well look we are vulnerable we are as human beings you know and it's being yeah. open and honest with ourselves being willing to say look guys i messed up or this was a mistake yes. i did the wrong thing here yep how often do you hear that no well, that comes back to leadership again and that, mm. you know i keep going back to that executive but you could actually go to him and say i've messed up mm. and he would sit down and he would turn that into a coaching session mm. you didn't get beaten up or, mm. or humiliated or anything like that it, it became a coaching session mm. that other people and yourself could learn from. Mm. And so you felt, well, it's back to your point about being liberated. You felt liberated that you could actually go about what you were doing, yes, pushing boundaries 
and knowing that if things didn't quite go as well as you'd expected, yep. that he was there to support you and back you up. Yes, yeah. It's a, that's, it's a great, it's great mark of leadership there, Robert. I, I, I remember him on one occasion, I won't go into too long a story, but hmm. I actually messed up on something. Hmm. And uh, the story was being told to a, a fairly large audience of people. <laughs> <laughs> and this particular executive came up afterwards and he, he had, his opening words were, he said, if anybody in this audience thinks that Rob came in purposely to mess this up they are sadly mistaken he was trying to achieve something circumstances outside of his control intervened and it messed up but we've mm. learned from it and we're moving forward and that's the point is that most people don't come in to a project or an MA project or whatever and think righto i'm gonna really stuff this up today <laughs> right? they don't yeah. They try no. hard. Most people they do. try they try hard, hard yeah. to achieve an outcome. And if you create an environment where those people can come to you hmm. and say, look, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z, but I'm really not sure I'm doing it properly. And can, can I just talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's how you empower. Indeed. People. Indeed. And when you do that, people will readily hold themselves accountable for the outcomes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, very, very, very true, Robert. But it's very got to true. start. It's got to start with you. It does. It does. Then that's I'd... that's that's the the key thing with accountability. It always starts with yourself first, not others. You. Yeah. Starts now, with I'm, you. I mean, probably this is a good wrap point to just say what what are the takeaways from this? You yeah. Let, let me let me say it, actually, fact, and I'll finish it off in this way. Three steps to act. If you were doing this in your organization, what have you got to do to, to create activist accountability? This is this personal, profound, highly authentic way of working. How do you yep. do it? Yep. Right. One, okay. make yourself accountable. If Absolutely. you are going to make other people accountable, you've got to take a living and breathing approach to what it means to be accountable yourself. Set, set the example and demonstrate. If others yep. are going to follow down the accountability path, this is something that cannot be faked. You've got to be accountable and people will see it. They'll yep. see the accountability you're taking on and they will follow down that path with you. Yep. So you've got to make yourself accountable first. The next thing is you've got to create the necessary conditions for accountability. And this means giving people a clear sense of purpose, mandate, scope. It means giving them empowerment, giving them direction within their span of control. And above all, and I'll say this is very important, always make sure that authority and accountability go together. You can't basically make someone accountable and not give them the authority. Oh, no, no. But that's we, we've sort of been talking about that through this. Yes, we have. Yeah, you, that that, you that was your stories often went through that because yeah. you can be made accountable, and that your boss, your previous boss, also gave you the authority. He did. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make someone accountable, but not give them the authority because that basically is cycle. That's psychologically crushing. You can't do that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's second, create the necessary conditions. And then the third part is introduce accountability into the rhythm of work. And that means that you create an agenda where people have measurable outcomes, which is going to your earlier point. 
And that yep. means having a governance framework, the meetings, the working groups, the sprint cycles, where there's an acceptance of accountability and commitment to the results being actively enforced and vividly demonstrated. So it's, you know, got, to be, it's got to be part of your everyday DNA. It is. It's part of your DNA. In actual fact, one of the reasons why Agile so often works is because it is activist accountability in action. That's what Agile is. Activist yep. accountability <laughs> in action. Triple A. Okay. And so what's the key lessons from this? I mean, we've we've said you've got to we've you know make yourself accountable, okay. create the right conditions, and introduce it into the rhythm of work. Yeah. For anybody that's sort of sitting there going, well, "What the hell is this activist accountability all about?" <laughs> what, what is... Okay, activist accountability. Very briefly, it's a feeling, a presence of mind. It is something that's life affirming. Yep. It is a form of personal expression, a way for you to stand out from the crowd. No yes. blaming, no complaining, no excuses. That's the easy way out. It's an right. honest acceptance that we all are accountable for our own actions and their consequences. Yes. And finally, accountability is the key to success and our own personal well-being. You know, without think without knowing that those those were the sort of dot points hmm. that's essentially what we've been talking about it is right. yes yes I, I just reduced it down to some key points and activist accountability in action is what agility is all about yep no i i that's a, that's been a good conversation yeah and i think that's a good wrap for today i'm going to end with a bit of a bit of humor Okay. Uh, we just talked a moment ago about creating the necessary conditions has to be part of your DNA. Mm. What DNA stands for? Ooh, oh, dear me. Don't know. Nucleic acid. No, no. No? no. National Dyslexic Association. There you go. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a wrap, Robert. <laughs> that's, that's been a, a very good conversation, Toby. Thank you so much. <laughs> we shall be back next week with another M&A War Stories podcast. And until then, it's my duty and yours to say bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>